lovely you are, Father. How awesome is your name. How glorious is your kingdom, Father. We go before the high court of heaven, Father, and we plead, Lord God, on the behalf of those who cannot plead, Lord God, for salvation, Lord God. We pray that you open our eyes and our hearts and our minds, Lord God, to make this ground conducive for your word to come forward, Lord God. So we thank you even right now, Father, for everything you're doing, Father. Come and reach us individually and corporately today, Father. We honor you, Jesus. We say that you alone are worthy. Who can stand next to our God? Who is greater than our God? Who can be crowned king? Who can be called the Lord of glory? No one but our God. So Lord God, we honor you. We see you seated high. We see you seated high and lifted up, Lord God. We see you seated high in heaven and lifted up, Lord God. You're all around us. You're inside of us, Father. You are everything. You're the all-breasted one. You're the all-knowing one, Father. So we honor you. We say that you are worthy, Father. We don't come to you with a whole bunch of big words except for thank you, Lord God. And glory to your name and hallelujah. And who is greater than him? Who can be crowned king? Who can be called the Lord of glory? Only he can be called the Lord of glory. He alone is worthy. He alone deserves the praise. He is our victorious ruler. He is our victorious champion. Who can stand before him? Who can stand against him? Oh, none can because he's worthy. We crown him king. We lay every crown we have down at his feet and say that he is worthy. We thank you that you've made us a royal diadem, Lord God. You've called us royalty. You've called us kings and priests, Lord God. So we honor you, Father, as a royal people. We make heavenly decrees, Lord God. We take over the atmosphere and say that you're worthy, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that the anointing will be felt all around this area, Lord God. We call everyone in who needs to hear your voice, everyone who needs to hear salvation, Lord God. We call them in. We pray that they're hearing us right now, Father, that our worship is penetrating the ears of the enemy, Lord God, so that he can't stand in his presence, Lord God. So we honor you, Father. No flesh can go here. No flesh can go here, Father. So before we worship you, we lay down everything that's fleshly. We lay down every carnal thought. We lay down every issue. We lay down every weight. Anything that we thought three minutes ago, Lord God, we lay it down to be in the newness of you, Lord God. So we open our hearts for worship. We open our hearts to acknowledge you. We open our hearts to glorify you. We lay ourselves down as living sacrifices, Lord God. We won't get caught up in the music. We won't get caught up in the words, but we'll be caught up in your presence. We'll be caught up in your love, Lord God. This is not out of routine, Father. This is not out of rehearsal. This is just out of the newness of you and who you are in our lives, Father. So we just ask, who is he to you? Has he been great to you? Has he been awesome to you? Did he feed you this morning? Did he clothe you this morning? Did he allow you to get here safely? Are your children in perfect health? Is your mind in perfect health? Who is he to you? All these things deserve thanks. All these things deserve thanks. All these things deserve rejoicing and rejoicing again because we serve a true and living God. A true and living God who is not dead, who can raise your very situation, who can resurrect every dead thing in your life. So we thank you, Lord God, for your blood that runs through our veins, Lord God. We thank you that you are a great warrior. We thank you that you are a great protector, Father. You are our lawyer, our judge. You are our confidant. You are all things to us, Father. You are whatever we need, Lord God. You are the great I am. So we come before you, Lord God, with a heart that's worthy to call your name, with a heart that's bowed down, with a heart that's just in agreement with your word, Lord God. So we honor you, Father, before we enter into worship. We come in with the right heart. We come in with the right perspective, not out of emotions, not out of emotions, not out of pain, not out of emotions and not out of pain, 
but out of a knowing that we serve the true and living God. Out of a knowing that our God is great. Out of a knowing that he deserves this moment. Out of a knowing that he deserves our worship. So Lord God, we just thank you. We just thank you right now. We lay down before you. We lay down every weight and we take a moment to get our hearts and minds set only on you, Father, before we enter in. Hallelujah. 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 Just think on how good he's been to you. Only you know what he's done for you. Only you know how great he's been to you. So think on those things. Think on the end of the matter, which is him. Think on the great one, which is him. Think of every answer, which is him. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord, and out of our hearts we say, I love you. I dare you to tell him you love him. We love you, God. I dare you to shout out to him. I dare you to cry out to him. I dare you to not wait on a song to just give him glory. I dare you to not wait on a note to be him before you say he's worthy. I dare you to just conjure up your own worship before him. I dare you to just go to that place where it's just you and him and none of us are here. Just you and him face to face and you see him in all his glory. I dare you to go there because he deserves more than that. He deserves more than that. I didn't save you, he saved you, so he deserves more than that. There's no song we can sing that can take you there. There's no scripture we can read that can force you there. It's your heart towards our Father. And in knowing who he is, he's been great. And he's been good. 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 That alone deserves praise. That alone deserves praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 We won't move until we made his name great in here. We won't move to a song until we acknowledge him the way he deserves to be acknowledged. We won't move from this moment. So this is just where we are until we open our hearts to him. We'll keep exalting him. We'll keep saying he's great until it's a reality to you. No song is going to do it. So we'll just keep calling his name. He's Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Jireh. He's our Shah Shalom. He's the Avinu Makainu. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the All-Breasted One. He's the All-Knowing One. He's the All-Wise One. He's the Omnipotent One. He's the Great I Am. He's the beginning and the end. He's your all in all. He's your everything. He's your father. He's your mother. He's the lover of your soul. He's your saving salvation. He's your place of rest. He's your high tower. He's your fortress. He's the very thing that you need. He's all that you need. He's all that matters. He's all that ever will be. He's all that ever is to come. Who is greater than him? 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 He's the answer to your problems. He's the answer to your situation. He's the only name you need. His word is the only thing you need. He's the Holy Spirit that breathes upon the earth. He breathed life into you. He's your very being. He's the keeper of your mind. He's the keeper of your body. He's the keeper of your thoughts. He's the healer of your body. He's the healer of your children. 
He's the saving salvation of your family. He's the resurrection. He's the true and living King. He's the great and worthy Father. He was the worthy sacrifice. He was the worthy Lamb that was slain. He was the blood that atoned for our sins. The great I am. And how worthy is His name. How awesome is His name. How holy is His name. How worthy is His name. He deserves all of the glory. He deserves all of the praise. He deserves your adoration. He deserves you to shout out to His name. He deserves the praise. He deserves the glory. He deserves the honor. He deserves the sacrifice. When He stretched out His arms for you. When He hung His head and died. When He was pierced in His side for you. He did it all for you. It's a heavenly perspective. A heavenly perspective. A heavenly perspective. A heavenly perspective. He's the great I am. 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 He wants you to know who he is. He's the great I am. He's the great I am. He's the great I am. He's the lover of your soul. He's the prince of peace. He's the one who rolls back the scrolls. He's the one who gives you your new name. He's the one who cracked the sky. He's the one who's riding on the clouds. He's the one who comes with the heavenly host. He's great. He's great. Who is like our God? 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 None can compare. None can compare. None can compare. None can compare. He's the worthy ruler. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. He's our everything. And He is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's the all-breasted one. He's the all-knowing one. All wisdom's in His hand. All power's in His hand. All glory's in His hand. All honor's in His hand. He's our great ruler. He's a great warrior. He's your great ruler. He's your great warrior. He's the champion of champions. 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 He's the undefeated one. He's the undefeated one. He's the one who holds the title. He's the one who holds the title. He's the judge and the jury. 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 Oh, who can compare to him? 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 He's the great I am. 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 Oh, great I am. He's the great I am. He's the great I am. He's the great I am. He's your father. He's our father. He's our father. He's our father. He calls you his child. He calls you his own. He calls you his beloved. He calls you his own. Oh, who can stand against this love for you? Who can stand against his love for you? Who can stand against his love for you? What can stand against his love for you? You can't even comprehend the height and the depth and the breadth and the length of his love for you. You can't even comprehend the height and the depth and the length and the breadth of his love for you. He's mindful of you. He's mindful of you. Always mindful of you. 
always mindful of you. He thought of you this morning. 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 So let's celebrate our King. Celebrate our King. We'll celebrate our King. Celebrate our King. He deserves more. He deserves so much more. Rejoice again, I say. Rejoice again, I say. Oh, enter his course with gladness. Enter his course with praise. Oh, enter his course with gladness. Oh, enter his course with praise. Give praise to his name. Give honor to his name. Rejoice to his name. For the worthy lamb that was slain. How awesome is his name. How holy is his name. How worthy is his name. How glorious is his name. Oh, he's our star shalom. And he's our prince of peace. The ruler of the earth. He is the king of kings. The lamb that was slain. The worthy lamb that was slain. The awesome lamb that was slain. The worthy lamb that was slain. He's the end of the matter. 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 How awesome is his name. How awesome is his name. We'll cry out to his name. We'll cry out to his name. Jesus is his name. Yeshua is his name. Adonai is his name. Adonai is his name. How awesome is his name. How awesome is his name. He is my shalom, my prince of peace, my worthy father, my righteous king. How awesome is your name. How awesome is your name. Awesome is your name. Awesome is your name. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. It's Jesus. It's only Jesus. Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's Jesus. Holy Jesus. And it's all in his name. 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 Yeshua is 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 his name. 
My name is Jesus.
who moved through the prophets. Jesus, hallelujah. Yes. He is the word in the earth. He is the word in the earth. Jesus. You should be read. That I am. 
My word should be written inside of you. You should be read.
bread of all men. Bread of all men. Y'all better get some. Y'all better grab bread some. Of all men. You're going to need this for this week coming. Bread of all men. Let your light so shine in the earth. Come on, Yad, people of Yad. Uh-huh. Let your light so shine in the earth. I need to see the Father. <laughs> Need to see the Father. Give me some of that. When Moses came down off of Sinai, they had to veil his face. <laughs> to see the Father. right here. Say y'all gonna be alright. They gonna be ready for this week. My God. My God. Let the Father be seen. My God. Let the Father be seen. That's what fire do. It spreads. You can't contain fire. Can't contain fire. It just takes one. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. My God. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Father of lights. My God. Hallelujah. That's right, Freddie, to get yours. Yours is real. It's real now. My God. Oh, you're going to need it this week coming, though. Y'all better hear the word. You're going to need some of this joy this week. You're going to need some of this praise this week. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you why. Hallelujah. My God. That's what music is supposed to do. Come on, people of Yod. People of praise. 
people of an open hand, people of praise. My God, my God. That's right, Dan. You're going to need it. See, this right here is free. This right here don't cost you nothing. Praise don't cost you nothing. But it reaps such a harvest. My God, won't it do it? <laughs> I'm going to get churchy with y'all. Won't he do it? The statement is true. People of praise. People of the open hand. It don't take much. But it is contagious. There is no vaccine for this. There is no cure for this. This is what they call a pandemic. Out of control. Jesus, my God. That's what you saw. You saw the pandemic this now. They all infected now. Now go out and infect somebody else. Go out and expose somebody else. My God, love is contagious. Love is the true virus. Love is the true contaminant. Now go infect somebody with that. There is no cure though. There is no cure. My God. There is no cure. It is an epidemic in here. See, God gave you joy. See, that's a gift. The Bible says that even the angels praise God. And you are above that. Oh my God. You should be praising See, when you praise, it's protection. See, when you praise God, it protects you. Okay. All right. I'm going to have to go Job on y'all. I'm going to have to go Job on y'all. I got a witness right there. Praise is a protection. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all in for it today. My goodness. See. What you got, Pastor? What I got? I got Shaka and Shava. Oh my goodness. I got Shaka and Shava. Sound the same. Actually mean the same. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Work up a sweat on that, didn't you? Need you to fan them a little bit for me. My God. Praise protection. Thank you. Let me see how many people are here. Thank you. If you miss Friday night, go on SoundCloud and get Friday night teaching. Listen, take some time, listen to the whole thing. Your life will change. You got to be people of thanksgiving. You got to be thankful. Be anxious for nothing. But with prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. Make your petition known to God. See, you forget that thanksgiving. You forget that thing. And with thanksgiving. My God. Got to go Job on of the day. <laughs> ah, Shaka and Sabak. Mm-mm. My goodness. Hallelujah. You should come ready for the word. You should be hungry, just like your stomach growling right now. I know some of y'all is, because mine is. You should be ready. You come to feed on the word today. This ain't natural. This is supernatural. It won't make sense to your natural mind. But right, that right there should have made sense to your spirit. That's right. Why am I not doing this? What's wrong with me? That's right, Pastor. Why can't I find? He said, think on these things. What is lovely? What's that? Of good rapport. The power you have. Who you submit to operates through you. That's right. Who are you submitted to? God or the God of this world? Who you submit to operates through you. Mm. I got one clap. We're supposed to be on Friday. I told you we are Mecha. Come on, say it. Mecha. Mecha. That means oneness. We are people of oneness. When the body of Christ get this revelation that we are one, yes. as the Father is one. <laughs> he said, I and the Father are one. We're entangled. Ooh, this is how you know it's Holy Spirit. Because he's going to give you some more. He's going to take you in a little deeper today. My God. My goodness. Quantum entanglement. I know you heard that. I know some of y'all. Ooh, it's going to open up a whole other door. You know, it can't stay natural. It's, even the scientists say, at some point, as smart as the science, it becomes spiritual. Everything is spiritual. When people talk about, oh, everything ain't spiritual. Yes, it is. I'm born again. Everything is spiritual. I know that everything that I see is made out of the unseen. No, everything is spiritual. 
got some choice words with that. God is good. See, if you are living the word, you should find your circumstance in the word. Mine just happened to be right now, a little affliction like Job. I told y'all I got to have surgery on my knee. But I'm still believing God. Right while they hook me up and put me all that, I'm, I'm there. I was talking with B about I don't like to go under. Because it's not like sleep. In your sleep, your senses are there. You're awake. You're conscious. But when they put you under, you are unconscious. Where is my spirit? Where am I at? You ain't dreaming when you're under. See, but when you sleep, you're really not asleep. You're really awake. Because that's what your spirit is. You're really alive. You, that reality is real. Oh, that's why you can do so many things in your dreams. That's why you can see so many things that you can't see in the natural in your dreams. That's right. That's the real reality. So I, I find me in Job, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm afflicted with something. Pray. But you've got to understand these two words. Shakak and Sabak. Job 1, 9 and 10. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, the job, the job. <laughs> Fear God, for not. He has made an hedge about him. I love that sentence. And about his house, and about all that he has, in every side. That thou bless the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. What? I love it when we get these things like, because you read it, what is he talking about? What is the word talking about? <clears throat> the Hebrew word, shakot, covering, like jesuka, covering, means per, it means covering, protection, and conceal. The form used here for hedge is very unusual. It is spelled Shin Kep Ta. Just follow me. This particular form could be found in two possible root words. And I've given you those words already. Shaka and Shabak. The same thing one expects with a shin and the others beginning with a shemek. That's just the letters. Translators go with the root shakak, which is spelled shemek cap cap. This is where you get the word sakot, the piece of tabernacle, the covering, protection. It is also we go. See, this is why you can't miss Friday or anything, because everything builds upon. Precept upon precept. Thank God for the internet.
It is also a word used for woven or intermingling. Entanglement, intermingling. Okay. God had so intermingled and woven his protection unto Job that the enemy could not touch him without touching God. If you're seeing me, you're seeing the Father. I and the Father are one. Y'all better know the Holy Ghost. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Take, take a good bite and swallow. Listen. The enemy was not about to try to harm God. Once more, to even threaten, listen, to even threaten Job would be to threaten God. And that would be not a good move on his part. Remember, this is Shekinah. They were so intermingled, woven together to threaten Job would be to threaten God. Okay, okay. To get Job, the enemy had to cause God to unmingle himself with Job. There were only two ways the enemy could get Job to unmingle himself with Job. He could get Job to sin. And to steer his focus away from God. So God would not be able to keep him mingled or woven with Job. Mm -mm. By getting Job to focus on things other than God, such as worldly and fleshly concerns. Job could fall out of harmony with God. And this wonderful tactercy that God had woven with Job will become completely unraveled. Apparently, the enemy tried that and it didn't work. Check out Job. Old Job kept offering sacrifices. Kept turning back to God and committing everything back to God. Every time the enemy attacked Job, Job kept hitting the mark. Every time the enemy came, Job kept hitting the mark. The enemy could not get Job to miss the mark. He couldn't get him to Mr. Mark. He couldn't get him to cha-cha. That's Mr. Mark. The only way, the only other way, was to get God to voluntarily unmingle himself. To voluntarily lift the sukkot. The protection. You think we know the story. I believe that this is why we have two particular forms of this word suggested to play on the two root words. 
The other possible word is sabak. Shaka and sabak. The other possible word is sabak, which also means covering, intermingling, or woven. But it is not the covering or weaving of protection. It is the covering and weaving of passionate love. All right. Oh, my God. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> see, you got to get in the spirit to see this. God could not remove that. He could not unmingle himself from Job, from his passionate love for Job. His passion love for Job any more than a mother could remove her love for her child. The mother can remove her shaka or her armor protection about her child reluctantly, unwillingly. And that's possible. But she cannot willingly remove her sabbat her love for her child. She cannot stop loving that child. Her child could grow up, join the military, go off to war. Her arm of protection can be removed. She can remove the shaka, but she can never remove the sabak, the love for her child. The enemy knew this, but he felt that if God let go of his shaka, his protection, and let Job, and listen, and let Job attack all that Job loved on the earth, his family, his possession, his reputation, mm, that's a big one, then Job would voluntarily unmingle himself from God. Isn't that something? A lot of times we have an ought and we get mad at God. I'm trying to understand that when you get mad at God. But people do it all the time. They get mad at God. They have an ought with God. The enemy tried to get him to remove his head of protection. I'll get all his possessions. I'll get everything he owns and all that he cherishes. I'll take it. All the earthly things, I'll take it. When he did that, he thought that the enemy thought that Job would voluntarily unmingle himself from God's sabbat or love. He would reject God's love. God knew, listen to this. Boy, this is so good. God knew Job's heart. For Job, Job's heart was joined with God's heart. As a result, the enemy could not know Job's heart. He could only guess, and he guessed wrong. When God let go of his shakah, his head, his protection, 
The enemy came in and took all, didn't he? Mm. His savant, his passionate love stayed with Job. <laughs> when the enemy attacked Job, he caught a glimpse of his heart, and the enemy knew he was defeated. What's in your heart? deals with the heart what he deals with Job's heart was so intermingled with God's heart the Sabbath was so strong that the enemy could only tuck his tail and leave in disgrace see the enemy is sure he presents you to God every day he's the accuser of the brother he do it every day. He do it every day to you. He does the same thing he's doing to Job. Come on. Let, they know they sinned last night. Come on. Let's, let's get them to move that protection around you. So it looks like everything happened to you. That's why you got to know the love of God. Mm. See, he, he always comes. He just comes for your things. And it's only things. Money is only things. A thing, a thing. But you allow that to justify your relationship with God. That's right, Pastor. What do you come for? So the enemy comes for the same thing. Your focus is your finances. Y'all be helping the enemy. Y'all give them access. You won't give them thanks in everything. That's what the word says, in everything. I don't even understand what pastor said, but I thank you anyway. I don't even understand this, this, this Jesus, but I'm going to thank him anyway. I don't understand why I don't read the Bible, but I'm going to thank him anyway. He said in everything. The enemy is still trying to get God to remove his shaka from you, his protection. See, this is what we always think. We get it mixed up. We think because something happened, he don't love me. Because you don't know those two words. One is just, he allowed it to happen to Job. Because I know Job's heart. Go ahead. Take his family. Take his house. Take his animal so he can't sacrifice no more. Job said, you know what? I can still sacrifice. I can still praise him. I can still stay in faith. They took away the physical. Well, he couldn't, you know, slaughter the animals. But I got praise inside of me. I'm a people of God. get the tape. You watch it. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. Joe won't the first and he definitely won't be the last. He may have challenged God to back off 
from the sucker to get you. If you find yourself in this situation, remember God. He can never back away from his sabbath. He can never back away from his intimate entanglement, woven love. See, see, this is, they were so one. They were so one, so one. Y'all hear it all the time. If you, tell, if you mess with my family, you're going to mess with me first. Y'all say that, right? Bring it down to earthly basis. But I'm so interwoven with him. It's as if when he attacks me, he's attacking God. That's what I love about David. David said, who is defiling the God of Israel? What Philistine, what dog is attacking my God? I'm offended because you're using his name in Rome. You're cursing his name. You're one with him. Mechah. Come on, say it. Mechah. Oneness. Good. I'm almost finished. Time is up, baby. God allows the enemy to touch you. He does. Didn't he let the enemy come and touch? But he told him, you can't kill him. But you can do everything else, but you can't kill him. He can do everything to you, but he can't kill you. He cannot kill you. Okay, y'all can get that. The rock Job was anchored to was God's passionate love. No matter what storm God allows the enemy mm, to bring, we have the same promise in 1 Corinthians 13.3. That he will not allow us to be tempted more than we are able to bear. And with the temptation. He will provide a way out so you can stand up under it. You need to look at what you're going through right now. You need to know your adversary. And it's not your mother, not your father, not your husband, not your wife, not your sister, not your brother. It's not even your past. You got one adversary. You have one enemy. Just one. You do have one. But he works through people. But he works through people. Can't be mad at the people, but he's, you need to be able to discern that he's working through. He's, he's operating in a law. But he said, I'll show you, I love Paul. He said, I'll show you a more excellent way. With all your gifting, I'll show you a more excellent way, love. There is no law. There is no weapon. There is no principle that can withstand that. See, Job was so entangled, woven, intermingled with God's heart. 
and, and we, we're just surface because we think when something is taken away that God don't love me. Or when I'm afflicted with something that God don't love me. No, he loved me. He said he chastened them that he loved. That means he corrects them that he loves. If you don't get correction, he don't love you. If your parents don't correct you, guess what? They don't love you if they don't correct you. They, they don't. Isn't that something? But this is how we, as children, this is how we think. When somebody tells you something to do, you get mad. Adults do the same thing. When God tells you to do something, you get mad. Just like children. Tell you to come, you get mad. Tell them, give you an offering, they get mad. That's why Paul said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. But he said, now I'm full grown. We get mad. Love doesn't allow you to do what you want. Disobedience allowed you to do what you want. And most of us are in disobedience. I didn't say you. But you got to think about that. Parents, you, you, you raise your kids. You know you love them. Why you tell them to look across both ways before they cross the street? Because you know what's waiting for them if they don't. So when God tells us to do something and it don't look like it, don't even look right, the child, okay, just want to go run and chase after the ball. He don't care about the street and the, and the cars that are coming because he can't see. He's immature. So when we come as adults to Christ, it's the same thing. Open up your word. I'm going to show you where I am. I'm going to show you what you're going to need. I'm going to show you just because something happened to you bad don't mean I don't love you. I survive. I, I, I will, I'm intermingled with you. This is why I've been teaching on the heart of God because this is the real key to your relationship. Well, you can love somebody, you give them your heart, don't you? Yeah, take my heart. And I'll take yours too. Well, that's what God does when you come to him. He gives you his heart. Then out of the heart, the Bible says, the mouth speaks. I told you the first thing I had to get done was clean up my mouth. When I became a Christian, my mouth was foul. Not only that, but it was defiling me. So, the real issue As nice as I seem to be. As nice as some of you seem to be. See, you, you can't say anything that ain't in your heart. Because you're going to speak what's in your heart. Take the correction. Take it. Because it's going to make you a better person. And you'll be able to help somebody. Take the correction. It, it, it bears much fruit when you do that. You grow spiritually. Don't nobody want to be told to do nothing. Thank God that somebody do know what to tell you. So you won't repeat the same cycle. Boy, we get this, Amani, we get this heart thing down. 
you and I are Mecca with the Father. We are one. See, man, you gotta stop looking at people like they're the enemy. Okay, man, I know you got out. That's what we do. Husband and wife, how can that be? just me that's just me see but y'all gotta come out of the carnal carnality you gotta come everything is spiritual you have the holy ghost he leads you into all truth just try it ain't it right please just try it y'all want to go deep in your love Do you want to go deeper in your love? Well, you got to get our hearts right. You got to get it right with everyone and everything. How are you going to have a, a heart wrong with you, but then God, you, you know my heart. I sure do. And I'm going to keep you right in where you are until you understand my heart for you. It won't move because he's trying to get something to you. He's trying to always get you to see that, you know, we're not one right now. Just think our relationship with our people that we love. If you just seen them once a month. If you just seen them once a month. I love you so much, but I only see me and Mel love y'all so much, but in the ministry, y'all only see us once a month. I don't know if that's love. We know circumstances, things happen. But he said, forsaken, not the assembly of yourselves together. He's always trying to get us to be Amen. I could go on, but we got so much dynamic teaching coming forth. Man, you should be prime, pumped, and ready. Can y'all stand for the reading of the old and new holy scriptures? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I will read in the Old Testament, Psalms chapter 138, verses 1 through 2. I will confess and praise you, O God, with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word. You have magnified your word above all your name. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. For they, I'm sorry, now all discipline while it's happening does indeed seem painful. Not enjoyable, <laughs> but for those who have been trained by it, it latter produces its peaceful fruit, which is righteousness. So, strengthen your drooping arms mm. and steady your tottering knees and make a level path for your feet so that what has been injured will not be wrenched wrenched out of the joint, but rather be healed. Keep pursuing shalom with everyone and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Amen. My goodness. We're going to have a foundation scripture of our faith. Amen. Love. 
find yourself. Find where you are in this scripture. Amen. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, but have not love, that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love born in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanking cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fateless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. It never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching, is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man. 
growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. My goodness. Wow, the title alone, Mel, just make me want to. Can I teach this? Oh, Jesus. My God. Hallelujah. I, I love that when she was reading it. She said, perfect. Y'all know perfect means whole. Perfect means whole. Y'all can be seated in the heavenly places. Y'all can fly on down. Yeah, but she's going to get ready to go. No, I'm, I'm Perfect I'm in position. means whole. See, and whole means holy. Be holy. Be whole. For I am whole. I am perfect. Oh, my God. Amen. Come on up, man. Y'all might see me this. I don't know if I can sit down the whole time because it gets it get real stiff. So I may, I may just come and sit by a couple of y'all. <laughs> I gotta keep kind of stand up because it's, it gets real stiff. I'm just gonna hover around like an old joke. <laughs> you mind? Let's go ahead. Yeah. I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold it. Praise God. Represent the kingdom. Amen. It's something when you see the people of God. things is that what's stood out to me that when you come in the name of Jesus you are a blessed man you're always blessed it's just knowing who name you have and then who name you're living in when you come the name of Jesus, you are blessed. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. When I was looking at a song, I, I saw the word. I'm beginning to see the word of God's people more and more. Glory to God. I see patience. Having is perfect work. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Because when you seen and been around the people of God and you've seen what they go through and you've been with them in prayer and what they're going through. And then when you see that they become what they've been praying. Oh, that's a beautiful thing to see. <laughs> Let me just talk to you for about maybe three or four minutes <laughs> before I go into the message about you. Lay on your hands. 
just a little bit. I'm not going to read it as Pastor Rich with your talent. <laughs> but as he was playing, I could hear Jesus. You should be able to hear in the music. one point when we was just playing and pastor was teaching it wasn't even when the minstrels and you all were singing but when pastor was teaching I almost interrupted and wanted to ask everyone do you hear Jesus I think because most of us sometimes we're hearing background sounds and your background sound is your life what you're dealing with that's the background sound. And you can't seem to hear Jesus. So when you were saying Jesus, then I heard the keys play to the melody of the Spirit of God. And I was hearing Jesus. Adam, I was hearing Jesus. Through your fingers, the connection of the keys. now called blessed and not cursed. I don't care what you're going through. There is a spiritual sound that you can hear. And he's speaking to you. And I'm seeing the people of God become the world with use of music. When you can see the word manifest itself not into a house or a car, but manifest himself in you. See, the housing car is temporal. But what God has given to us is everlasting. Dina was praying for me. She does that every time we come to the gathering. When I come and before I leave, she prays directly for me, not to pray at home. But no, she prays contact face-to-face. And I said, it's just one thing when a person serves and you get your singers and do this and you make sure you everything is in order for you. But it's another thing to pray. And when she prayed for me this morning, I looked up and she said, why are you looking at me like what the enemy is trying to accuse you 
the ministry of the flagman missed so many times. Was afraid. Just that thundering into the light. Over your life. Enemy want to bring to a place of destruction. But there's a ministry that's going on. We miss when Greg is doing security. We miss when his hands is at work. Building. God uses those that you think have no use. And those that we think have no use, normally they think they have no direction. But that's a prime candidate because the one who's full of confidence have their own direction. You need to have someone who feels they have no direction so they can be led. 
by Holy Spirit. Mighty prophetess, I speak of her life in the body of Christ. We have to learn to see. some days that we think it's just too much, just being a saint, <laughs> but I thank God. I was praying last night as to what can you give the people of God? What do you need the most in this season? And I worked over this. I mean, I am extremely concerned about the direction and where God is taking me. And I dare not ever teach a lesson that he has not given me for you as his daughter. I want to share with you that I have made a vow to worship God for the rest of my life. I have made a vow. And not only have I made a vow, but I made a vow because he is worthy. I was listening to a particular song this morning saying that God is worthy. So often, the words that we ascribe to God begins to have no weight. And they become to be meaningless to us. God is worthy. What is that to you, that he's worthy? It means that he's everything to you, and all other things outside of him gets no worship from you. We're worshiping the things that he created, people and their talents, fame. We are worshiping the glory of God, but it's through the things in the world and people in the world. But he has delivered me in my entire generation from, from death, grave, and the hell. He has delivered me from being a slave to the enemy, me and my generation, from death, hell in the grave. See, that no longer means anything to us. That he has delivered us from death, hell, and the grave. In my generation that's yet to be born. See, he's a word. This is why he's worthy. And he's worthy to be praised. I ask myself why is just star 
phrasing the way that she's phrasing. And it's not because that's her personality, because that's spiritual. And we all are a spirit. How come we, Avery, wake up? How come we, we don't praise God the way that he has commanded us to? He said, in all things, give thanks. In all things, give thanks. He is still worthy when you're going through whatever you're going through. The worst of the worst of what you're going through. He is still worthy to be praised. He said, with everything that's within you. He didn't say, just stand in a he has instructed you in how to praise his name. But you're waiting for a breakthrough. Are you not waiting for some form of breakthrough? You're waiting on an answer from God. You're waiting on something you pray to God to come to pass. You're, you're waiting on you to be connected with loved ones, but you won't praise God. You're waiting for that to happen until you praise him. But until you praise him in faith, what you're waiting on, you will continue to wait on. You have to start now to give God what's his. I watch her, and she's not just because she's my daughter, but I watch, I watch Star through this in prior entire year of how she prayed. And it's a praise as God has commanded with everything that's within you. And when you praise like that, it builds your faith. It causes you to see. You come out of the things that's bothering you and what has you depressed. You come out of that. See, but we're still trying to hold our composure. No, God is just that good and beyond. If you really give God what he deserves every time you approach him, imagine how your life would look. Imagine if you simply give God what's his, that you will receive what's yours. Imagine when you're going through and you don't feel like praising God and you actually praise him. Imagine what type of anointing that's what's going on. It is an anointing that's being developed. I, I saw it as someone going through a mighty trial and tribulation, but she wasn't complaining. And instead, she decided to praise God with everything that's within her. I'm just wondering when we will be one with that. And I saw what happened with, there's no way that you're praising God with everything that's within you, and you have someone else touching you, and you don't begin to praise. And that's why when Dina was, had her hand as contact on her, she began to praise, and then feed, and then Diane. See, because you know what? That was, I'm giving him everything that I have praised. That wasn't just right now for a little thing or for this moment. That is an eternal praise. 
If you really desire to please your God, you're going to have to decide to obey your God. And he has instructed us in how to have a relationship with him. That's a sidebar, but yet again, it's something that's needed. Because I want you to understand what you're praying for, you have to praise him for. What you're praying for, you have to praise him for. And you have to do it before you see it in your natural eye. You have to see it in your spirit. This is what causes me to praise him. You have to decide to live a life of praise and worship and thanksgiving. This is your life. You are a believer. This is why I praise. The title today, because Pastor really, he really connected on some key words. He talked about protection and entanglement. The title for today's topic is Kinsman Redeemer, the Avenger of Blood. Kinsman Redeemer, the Avenger of Blood. I often ask God, why can't you just give me a regular topic? I, you know, I don't know what these topics people click it on and want to hear it because some of them are kind of scary. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. But his topics that he gives me is the revelations in the topics. So I'm going to really kind of break down to you. And, and, and Pastor also talked about, before I go back to you, he talked about Job. And this is what Job said. And um, he said, as for me, I know that my Redeemer, my kinsman, lives. And at the last, he will take his stand on the earth. Job said, as for me, I know my kinsman lives. My Redeemer lives. And he's going to take his stand upon this earth. As for me, he said, this is personal. I know my Redeemer lives. So we're going to go into what is the kinsman, what is the Redeemer, which he is, the avenger of blood. I'm going to go slow. I'm not going to. I'm not going to complete it today because it is a deep study. took me a while to get it, <laughs> so it's going to take you just a little while to get it as well. I want to just give you some key words before I go into the foundation scripture. Kinsman, it is a relative by birth, a blood relative, especially a male. K-I-N-S-M-A-N, kinsman, a kinsman. Redeemer, this is a person who's nearest to you as a relative, and he avenges anything that was wrong towards you. He restores the right or rights back to you. He is a redeemer, an avenger. Redeem means to purchase, to buy out of market. To never be sold again. 
taking you off the market as a house is up for sale, taking you off the market never to be sold again. One's own use to be loose away from something. Redeem means that. To be loosed away from something. Rescued by ransom. Delivered from persecution. Loosing from or delivered from. This is what's happening in the process of being redeemed. I know we've heard that word before, but I'm not sure if you really have went deep into the word redeem. To take you off the market and to never be sold again. Kinsman Redeemer is a male relative who, according to the various law of the Pentateuch, they have the privilege or the responsibility to act on behalf of a relative who was in trouble. Anybody feel like they're going through any trouble today? You think about who is your kinsman redeemer. It's a relative who's in danger or, or have a need. They're designated for you. They're designated to rescue you out of your trouble, out of your need, and out of your persecution. Joseph, as for me, my redeemer, he lives. <laughs> the Kingsman is a redeemer who is a rich benefactor. He's rich. He's a person who's free himself from debt. Let me go real quick to our, our foundation scripture before I keep going on about the Kingsman. And that is Exodus 6.6. 6. Wherefore, wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm, and with great judgments. Exodus 6, 6. We know Exodus means coming out. Say, therefore, to the people of Israel, say to my people, I am the Lord. Say to my people, I am the Lord. He's saying, that you must know that I am your Lord. Say unto my people, and I'm saying to his people, he is the Lord. And he said, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the world. And I will deliver you from slavery to the world. And I will redeem you with an outreach or outstretched arm of power and might. And not also, but also with great acts of judgment on those who wrong you. But you have to know that I am the Lord. And you are my people. So let's break that down. 
say, therefore, to the children of Israel, I am the Lord, eternal in his being, immutable in his counsel, faithful to his covenant with you, and able to fulfill it. Say therefore unto the children, I am the Lord. Meaning, eternal is his being. Immutable is his counsel. Faithful is he to his covenant and able to fulfill it. I am your Lord. Oh, glory to God. I will bring you out from under the burden of this world which is to lay heavy on them and make you sigh and moan and groan the world, the worries of the world. I will rid you out of this bondage in which the world has kept you and by which your lives were made bitter. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm, with an arm stretched out from heaven to earth, even by the exertion of his mighty his almighty power and openly manifested display upon your life. And your enemies shall be crushed and you should be delivered from their hands. This is the great judgment and infliction I will bring upon your enemies. I am your Lord, God. He says, I am your provider. I am the keeper of your soul, of your mind. I am your Lord, Rhonda. Back to the kinsman redeemer. Wow. This kinsman, had a, he had a huge responsibility. Anytime that you were threatened in any kind of way, financially or, or, or your life, or someone tried to wrong you, he would go out and avenge the blood of his kin. If a family member would die, the kin would give his name and marry you to ensure that you still will live a life that was wholesome and full of wealth and blessings. Oh, my God. These were particular laws that's required for what qualifies a kinsman. He must be nearest of kin. He must be able to redeem. He must be calamity or need a redemption himself. He must be willing to redeem. He must be able to pay the price. Redemption was completed when the price was completely paid. He has to have the finance to redeem you. The confirmation that Jesus Christ is the kinsman is this. He is your nearest kin. Through incarnation. He does have the power and ability to redeem you. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. He is sure our debt is paid with his own life. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. He has the ability to redeem you. He's willing now to redeem you, the confirmation of that. For even though the Son of Man did not come to be saved, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus referred that he volunteered his life as a sacrifice, being obedient for the payment that had to be released. To release you from captivity of the world. He's able to pay the price. He is able to pay the price. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but shall have an everlasting life. He has covered us with his blood and grace. That's the price that he paid. He is the kingsman redeemer, the avenger of blood. I love him. I love my God. I love him. I love him. To give you a, I want to I really give some insight on Boaz. Forget everything that you've been taught now on Boaz. Okay? Forget, forget it. Just forget it. <laughs> One of the most beautiful passages where the word kinsman is found or avenger of blood is in the life of Naomi in the book of Ruth. So we're going to go there. Have you ever heard the book of Ruth being taught in reference to the avenger of blood? Just Boaz, huh? You just waiting on that guy to come, this, this really rich guy, come get you nice-looking guy, Boaz, right? Comment, I, enlightenment, right? I, this is good, right? It's truth being revealed. Our supporting scripture is Ruth 3, 1 through 9, the New Living Translation. One day, Naomi said to Ruth, My daughter, it's time that I found a permanent home for you so that you will be provided for. Boaz is a close relative of ours, and he's been very kind by letting you gather grain with his young women. Tonight, he will be winnowing barley at the threshing floor. Now do as I tell you. Take a bath and put on perfume and dress in your nicest clothes. Then go to the threshing floor, but don't let Boaz see you until he has finished eating and drinking. Be sure to notice where he lies down. Then go and uncover his feet and lie down there. He will tell you what to do. I will do everything you say, Ruth replied. So she went down to the threshing floor that night and followed the instructions of her mother-in-law. After Boaz had finished eating and drinking and was in good spirits, he lay down at the far end of the pile of grain and went to sleep. Then Ruth came quietly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. Around midnight, Boaz suddenly woke up and turned over. He was surprised to find a woman lying at his feet. Who are you? he asked. I am your servant, Ruth, she replied. Spread the corner of your covering over me, for you are my family redeemer. Okay. 
you are my family redeemer. I hold the potency of that. Got to give you a little background because this book's been just taught out of context. Is that Naomi represents Israel. And Ruth is a Moabite. She's a sinner, considered to be someone outside of the household faith. She came from a family to where any form of a ridiculous, outrageous sin was done. Uh, father, relations with daughter, you had incest, you had them worshiping gods, they were they were bur bur uh, burning their children, offering their children to God. So you have, and they were known to directly come against God and reject God. They hated God and they hated his people, the Moabites. Ruth people need you to get that. So Ruth's generation was seen as the sinners and Naomi, Israel. But obviously what happened was uh, the Naomi husband and sons died. And obviously uh, Ruth, that was one of her sons, Naomi's sons, was her husband. So obviously all the males died in the family. So Ruth was Naomi's daughter-in-law. And they were in They had to flee from Israel because there was a famine. And so they heard that the place Moab had, you know, some food to eat. We can go there to live. And so uh, Naomi being really a Jew, she went to a place now as a widow and also now in a place that's not a place that rejected God. So as a widow, they were, in those days, they were considered to ignore people who had were of no value. So, but before they actually went to, to um, Moab, what happened was they had a conversation, and no Naomi is telling her daughter-in-laws that, hey, you need to go back to your, your country, go back to your people, and they were first saying, no, no, no. But then finally they decided, everyone decided besides Ruth. Ruth said, no, I'm going to be with you wherever you go, wherever you lodge, I lodge. And whatever God you serve, I'll serve. So what the statement that Ruth is making is that I'm now going to serve the true and living God. Because she was serving God's. And so they went into to the new land, and they went to the threshing floor, as they call it. And the threshing floor is basically a place considered to be symbolic of judgment. And that's where she was told to lay. And that's where she was told to, to glean from the different fields. And it was known that those who were poor, obviously, would get what was left over that the so-called people who owned that land and had the wheat 
that you can actually glean from what was left or what fell from the bundle they could pick up. And so this is what she did, but she was told to go on the part that was um, Boaz. And she went there, and now, so he's asking, who is she? And they say that she is Naomi's daughter-in-law. And so I need you to know that Boaz is to be considered a type of Christ. Not just someone that Ruth found that was so great and she was going to date. Boaz was at least a generation older than her. So he was, he was older, much older. And she was told by her mother-in-law to actually go lay at the feet of Boaz. This is our kinsman. And he was rich. He was a rich benefactor. But there was still another one that was even closer in kinship than Boaz. So when Naomi went to, um, excuse me, Ruth went to lay at his feet and he, he woke up through the night and asked, you know, who are you? And I need you to know, why did she go lay at his feet? Do you know? Hello? Servitude? Submission? It was symbolic of her asking him to marry her. She laid there at his feet, and she asked him. She didn't only just lay at his feet, but when pastor was talking about protection, she laid at his feet, and she asked for him to cover her with his with the end of his robe. So she said, cover me with your authority and power and protection. The same as the woman with the issue of blood reached for, Je for Jesus, his hem of his garment. She was reaching at the place of authority and power. So she positioned herself. I love the word of God. I love when you study. Took me 14 hours, guys. I want you to know. I work for you. <laughs> I work real hard. Is <laughs> that the authority and power she needed that because the man, the males were considered, uh, their husband was their covering. Was their covering. And they ensured that the homeland had all what they needed. And the, the women were without covering and they were out protection and they had no wealth. So they were poor without covering. And then knowing women who were without covering, they got raped. And so even Boaz told her as she was going to gleam, he said, don't gleam over there. Ensure you stay gleaming at my field. And he told the other maidens to uh, bring her in as if she's one of you and glean with her and give her all the privileges that you have. So they're all gleaming together, knowing that this is a Moabite. But give her everything that you have. 
And he said, so no workmen, no other men. And he, it was made known that they couldn't touch her. Because she was protected under his covering. So as going back to her laying on the threshing floor. And, and on the threshing floor, I need you to understand a few things that go, go on with that. There is judgment in it. And with judgment, what's going on with what they was doing with the wheat is that they were hitting it on what was a hard surface. And it was a circle. And then they would throw it up in the wind and the wind would blow away any impurities. So there's a lot, lot going on with the threshing floor. So for her to lay down on it, there was a cleansing. There was judgment. No longer are you going to be a Moabite, a sinner, but now you're going to be a saint. You're now going to be in a covering, in a covenant with your kinsman, your redeemer. She's laying there, and then so she says to Boaz to cover me with your hem of your cloak. And he covered her, and she laid there through the night. And he said, why are you here? She said, you are my kinsman. You are my redeemer. You're redeemer of our family. And so what she was saying is that I'm asking you to marry me. And with that said, he said, you are, and help us all when it comes to the virtuous woman. He said, you are a virtuous woman. And the reason he said that is because she, he knew about all the great things that she had done and served unto Israel, his people. She served her mother-in-law, Naomi, which represented Israel. He said, I've heard of your servitude, and you are a virtuous woman. I have to take my time on this. He said, I've heard of your, your servitude. He said, and what, what makes you even more so a virtuous woman is that I'm from an older generation, and you could have sought out a younger man, and him still being rich, and him still to protect and cover you, but you sought me out. He said, you, so it wasn't about sight. It wasn't that he was so fine and this and that and you Boaz. No, he said, you are a virtuous woman because you didn't seek out things of your flesh. You sought out from your spirit. He said, because you sought out from your spirit, I'm going to marry you. I will be your kinsman redeemer come on on the threshing floor she was being cleansed and purified laying under the covering and the wings of God so it was symbolic to he was symbolic all to Christ the wings so she was under the wings of God the protection of God the covering of God the love of God she was being she was being born again under Go his ahead. covering say that Born again. She was being born again. He was sanctifying her throughout the night. He was justifying her throughout the night. 
My God. I thank the Lord for what was happening with her because she was and represented the world. She was a sinner. She came from a people that hated God, rejected God, and served other gods. Good gracious. He said, but because you are a virtuous woman, I will marry you. I've heard about your servitude. <laughs> and you are worthy. You are worthy for me to marry you now. You have done some changes in your life, Jay, to prepare yourself for your bow as your redeemer, your avenger of blood, Whitney. I come to avenge your bloodline. I come to revenge your bloodline, Fredlina. Everything that's unpure and unrighteous, I come to redeem. I am the revenger of blood. Oh, I'm your kinsman, he says. I am your kinsman. I am your redeemer. Oh, Boaz is something so much more than what you've been told. I thank God for revelation, knowledge. So I thank God I stayed there and I waited on him to release the knowledge that he had imparted to the people of God. So he is your redeemer. Everything that the enemy has done to you and tried to distort your image, he said, I come to redeem your image. I come to redeem your image, your identity and who you are. I come to redeem it, bring it into clarity, align it with the word of God. I am the avenger of blood. So there's no excuse, Ava, about where we came from and, and what's going on in our life. He said, I come to redeem all what was wrong in your life and all who wronged you. I come to place judgment on the enemy. I thank God. He said, I'm able to start to pay the price. And I paid it with my life. I paid it with my blood by incarnation, coming in the flesh. So I'll be in tune with your infirmities, knowing how you feel. I am the redeemer. I am the avenger of your bloodline. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you for what he's doing in our life. Brother, I thank you. He said, you are no longer a burden. He said, I come to redeem you. I come to redeem your bloodline. And only the Messiah can do that. When you look in the genealogy, when you go back in your genealogy in Matthew, you will see that Ruth is in the bloodline. She is in the bloodline. Ruth is in the bloodline. You're going to see that a person who was a sinner, a Moabite, someone who rejected God, who, who didn't want anything to do with God. But she saw and what she was serving the, the whole time, her, her mother-in-law, she was, he said, this is why he says this, Pastor. He says it's not closed. This is why he said, bless Israel, my people, mm -hmm. and you'll be blessed. Go ahead. Bless, Cindy, this is a revelation. Bless Israel, my people, and you shall be blessed. She blessed Naomi, which represented Israel. Okay. And thus she was blessed. And that's how she was able to now receive her Boaz, the avenger of her bloodline, which had nothing any good in it, and brought her out of 
the world and placed her in the bloodline of Christ. Oh my God. He is the avenger of blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's who your Boaz is. He is Christ, your Redeemer. He's Christ, your Redeemer. That's Boaz. Glory to God. Glory to the Most High God. Oh, I love it. He's able to go in your bloodline, your genealogy, and eradicate all what was wrong. All what your father was. He wasn't worth anything. And eradicate that, causing you to be born eternal. Now you are the new creation. Born in Christ. Oh, we bless you, Lord God. We adore you, Father. We worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, God. So this ain't got nothing to do with a man. No. Not a carnal man. No, not at all, Pastor. Uh, this ain't about a woman wanting a man. Not at all. He said, because you're not fleshly, you are virtuous. <laughs> because you're not fleshly and looking at what you see, I am of an older generation. What beach is that? Carl is of an older generation. <laughs> He said, because of that, you are a virtuous woman because you're going to sort out someone in your, in your generation. <laughs> and I'm going to let you know this. What happened, what happened to what was spoke over the Moabites was a curse. There was a cursed people. And that curse, see, this is a book of love and also prophecy. He said that there will be a curse over Moab, the entire people who lived there. But that curse was for 10 generations. And Ruth came on the 11th. The curse was, was raised. It was released. It was, it was fulfilled. It was a 10-generation curse on the Moabites. So, this is what David had ended up with, too, as well. Moabites. Moabites, yeah, yeah, And he yeah. helped build some of their temples. Yes, yes. So, so really, this is... How they've been teaching is this has really been replacement theology. That's right. That's right. Glory to God. So, so we're taking the scriptures and we're making it something fleshly. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. When you can't marry, you got to marry God first. Just to, that's who your covenant is. Oh, my, Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. my covenant is with God. That's allow me yeah. to have an earthly covenant yeah. to fulfill my call. Yes. See, what, what was going on on the threshing floor was a marriage. See, this is all about a wedding. He, Boaz was Christ coming for his bride. He Boaz come on. is Christ coming for his, his bride. bride. That's what you see or should have seen on the threshing floor in the book of Ruth. Matter of fact, they're not even sure who really have written the book of Ruth. I'm t there was a marriage. It's about the second. See, it was prophetic. It's, it's about the second coming. Always. It's about the second coming on the threshing floor. It wasn't about even the natural marriage. It was about I am a type of Christ, and you represent the world, a cursed people. Yeah, go ahead, Mel. And I come to live up on, the teacher. curse because I took upon the curse when I came in the flesh. And I paid the price and I have redeemed you from the curse of love of sin and death. Yeah, that's what he said. 
has been taught so wrong. Oh my God. Y'all make sure y'all get and share this with somebody because it's going up today. Make sure you send this out so everybody get the real revelation of what's going on. So, so who represented Israel? Naomi, Naomi, Naomi. represented. Yeah. And Ruth, Moabite, the world. Represented Israel. Boaz, Christ. So when my teaching about the man, I can remove the whole purpose of Israel. Right. I'm telling you right now, That's this right. is replacing right, the theology, Pastor. how you've been taught. It's all, every scripture, every word, you can find Christ in them. It's not about your husband or your wife in the natural. But it is in the book of Revelation. There is a wedding yes. ceremony that's going to happen. Yeah. From he, Genesis he to in, Revelation. It was shown in the Old Testament. Show what? Y'all to work me up. You're the Old Testament? The Old Testament is what? The New Testament concealed. concealed. The New Testament is the Old, Old Testament revealed. revealed. It's all. Of, it's, it's just one. I'm sorry. It's just one book. You have been redeemed by the eventual blood. Glory to God. Glory to the Most High God. He is the Redeemer. Keep praying for me. Keep praying for oh me. Oh, my God. Keep praying for me because it's the, the enemy does not want this truth. To come forth. I could easily teach you a word. But my heart is the heart of God. Is to reveal to you. The mystery. The supernatural. What's behind the words. What is Christ saying to us. What is he saying to us. About our life. So continue to pray for your leaders. Uh, we need it. Uh, the enemy. We know what the enemy is doing. But we know God is He's greater. But I need your prayers when it comes to revelation. I need your prayers when it comes to my endurance. Uh, if it takes me 14 hours, 15 hours, I cannot let up until I receive the revelation from the throne room of God. So keep me in prayer when it comes to strength, restoration. Amen. 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 Glory to God. My goodness. Did y'all learn something? Were you blessed? Now you take this gospel and you share it with someone. You share it with someone. You need to take this again and listen to it at least three more times yourself. She can't teach you revelation. It has to be revealed to you. Spirit to spirit. My goodness. You put this with what you heard this morning along with the ministry of Al and Rocket and you got Avery, you got Adam, you got all, you put all this together. Jalen, you put all of it together. It's not just one piece, and I take that and I hear this. This is why you got to be on time. So you can hear and get the fullness of what God is revealing to you. Amen? See, we come to church so many times, and it's just, you know, I'm just coming, I'm just want to hear this one thing. God got, you know, uh, uh, a Boaz for me. He sure do. He has redemption for you. That's a shame if we don't get this. We need to get this. There is no age differentiation on this. My goodness. God is good. My goodness. 
And I watched her labor over this yesterday. And I think you only got, you only gave us what percentage? You got, hmm? Okay. But that was one of three. That was one of three messages that she had. So tune in next week. Tune in on Tuesday if you can make it. This is where we come and we pray and we make supplication before God on behalf of the nation. You. You. You make a difference. One person. He said, if I could find one intercessor, just one. If I could find that head, just that one. He said, I would not destroy. You make a difference when you come to prayer. You make a difference when you sacrifice your time. You make a difference when you present your body. He said, it's your reasonable duty. You're supposed to be growing in righteousness. You got an issue? Take it to the high council of God. But you got to know how to go to the courthouse. And praise is what you do. They, they ain't built to walk in your shoes. Can I share? You, you ain't built what she, she got to walk in her shoes. She's a, a mother, single mother, basically. Enemy coming at her, got to go to court, all kind of things. Coming there with all kind of accusations. That's why I praise them till your lungs fall out. You know why? When you praise them, you don't see the calamity. And most of us are focused on the calamity. What I don't have. What about what you do have? What about that? They ain't walking in your shoes. They don't know what it's like. Don't praise is not about anyone else. It's about you and your God. He said, find something that's praiseworthy. Everybody here can find. Uh, you tell me a person here that don't have a circumstantial issue right now. Raise your hands. Raise your hands if you don't have a circumstance, a need, or a want. I put both of them together. Is anybody in here like that? that means you need God. You need him to wake up tomorrow for your job. You need him. You need him. You need gas in your car so you can go to work. You need him. When you ain't got a job, you need him. When you ain't got no money for gas, you still need him. See, we, we don't understand that. You need him. You need the Lord. God's going to send a, an awesome physician to operate on my knee. He's going to send an awesome physician. I asked for the same one that did my shoulder. They said, I'm going to try to put the tendons back where God put them. Well, then you need to speak to it then. My goodness. I need him. And you have need of him too. And he has need of you. Even you. He has a need. He's waiting. He's just waiting. Y'all know, if we're his people, and we're spiritual Israel, because you're engrafted in, that's what that scripture means. 
that you're people of praise. That's what it means. People that praise. Well, then, when are we going to get started praising? What if you didn't make it? What if you didn't make it home today? What if this is your day to meet the Lord in about two hours and 22 minutes? What if that was your time to meet God? It could happen. I told you my brother went to sleep, didn't wake up. That could be any of us. Any of us. You live your life as a believer moment by moment. Because you are only one breath. You are only one heartbeat away from meeting God. Whether you believe it or not. Other than that, you'll be living forever then. You're going somewhere. You're going somewhere. How many of y'all been under anesthesia in here? You went somewhere. You had no control. You had no control. And if they don't get the, the, the right amount right, you, are, you put your life in their hands. You put your life in their hands. Because if they could be off, you could be off. Where do you go when you're not conscious? Because when you're asleep, you are conscious. If you've been away from Christ, you're not sure you're in there. And if you still want to receive him as your kinsman redeemer, this is the time to come up. The altar is open. What an invitation. The altar is open. The threshing floor is open. Place of judgment. If you're not, if you're not sure, if you've been in sin, if you need some forgiveness, this is the time and the place to come. Nobody's going to look at you crazy. Nobody's going to look at you like that. This is where you come. Amen? Matter of fact, this is where all of us have been. Oh, my God. If you don't understand, you need help. Just become a person of thanksgiving. And watch what happens. It's cumulative. I even came over and put my hand around y'all because it was powerful. And y'all watch what I tell you. Y'all watch what I tell you. The ones that were praising, y'all going to find out, you're going to thank God that you did. Because something this week is coming, okay, that you're going to need that praise. And then the ones who were watching, you're going to need to know how to watch and know, I need to do that. It's the spiritual. So in your natural mind, they just look foolish. What is that? Why is thought always going through? She's not going through going to she going to that place to keep her mind at peace when she home by herself and the enemy can come and talk to you you know you ain't gonna be no good you know you ain't gonna find nobody you know this and that uh, you don't you see that look at that they don't took your money look at that now you got to go to court and all this that you just shut them up 
When you start praising and thanking God. I love it. You should just thank him you're not going to hell. That alone. That you're not burning. That's it. Thank him for that. If you don't get nothing else, just thank him. I'm not going to hell. Praise God. Everything else will work out. My goodness. If you're sick in your body, if you're sick in your mind and your heart, this is the place to come. In broken fellowship, this is the place to come. If you've just been walking in doubt, because the Bible says doubt is sin. What is not of faith is what? Y'all should be knocking fast over. If you have someone in your family that you need to intercede for, touch and agree, this is the place and time to do it. If you have purpose in your heart to be a tither, this is time to do it. This is called good stewardship. Don't fade on me now. Don't fall back now. Thank God that I, it's the heart that I give. I want to, can we just say, Lord, let me give in the good, in the right heart. He's not looking at them. mouth, but can I give in the right heart? I'm sowing my seed to bless someone else. Let's be good stewards. Let's be protectors of God's heart. Amen? Y'all say y'all believe. Well, faith, you don't see it. Something you know. Because it's somebody you know. Have faith in God. Come and approach. Y'all can come. You, do you need a promotion? As the Bible said, all promotion comes from God. Do you need direction on a life change? What do I need? I need some wisdom right now. Am I preparing myself to be a husband or a wife? If, if, if I need some wisdom. Can I touch and agree? My goodness. My goodness, my goodness.
let them uh, finish praying. But can you stand to your feet? We can pray and release y'all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jehovah, we thank you for your presence here today. Father, we pray today that you receive our prayers, our incense, our sweet Savior. It's in the nostrils of the living God. We thank you, Father, for your anointing teaching today, Father, using of teacher male, Father, prophetically. We want to thank you, Father, for the psalmists, the minstrels. We want to thank you for the worshipers that are in the chairs here today, Father. We want to thank you, Father, that we are mecha, one with you, Father. We thank you for being our kinsman redeemer, Father. We thank you, Father, for your word, knowledge and wisdom, your redemptive power, Father. We honor you today. We bless you, Father, with the fruits of our lips. We thank you. We thank you that the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you his shalom, his peace. It's in Jesus' name that we pray today. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hey.